All right. I have a disclaimer, which is that if you are feeling a little bit anxious, maybe don't listen to this one because I am feeling very anxious and it may translate to you. I I know that's like not possible for someone's like feelings to no I don't even know see this is the thing about when I'm stressed I get so anxious and then I don't make any sense and then I make everyone around me feel uncomfortable and then they develop their own anxieties because of how uncomfortable they are around me and I'm super sorry about that if you have ever experienced that I'm genuinely sorry like I really don't mean to cause panic to others when I'm panicking um that's like the worst thing I could ever do to someone and I really hope that uh, it's never happened to you. <laughs> uh, do you ever just feel like you need to take a deep breath, but you can't? Like, usually your lung volume is, like, at 100%, but you just <clears throat> can only hit, like, 10 because I want to take a deep breath, but, like, they're really coming out like this. <clears throat> you know, like, it's stuck. <laughs> I feel so uncomfortable. And the thing is, like, I think I'm uncomfortable because I'm not proud of the work I just submitted. And the reason why I'm not proud of the work I just submitted is um, because I feel like I didn't spend enough time on it. And that is most genuinely my own fault. I There's no one to blame. Uh, and I've learned a very important lesson, which is that if I want to make a decision that I don't want to regret, I have to not regret it from the start of my actions uh, so for example, if I'm going to apply somewhere, uh, and I want to not regret not applying, I have to apply, but I also have to apply and prepare to apply and really put my whole heart, in, heart into it or else I'm going to regret some part of it. And then that just defeats the purpose of trying not to regret something because, um, I wanted to not regret the opportunity to apply to, uh, this is hard to say because I, I don't want to be embarrassed or humiliated if I don't get into any of these schools, but I just want to be transparent and maybe someone who's listening to this feels the same way or did the same thing. Um, I applied to transfer and instead of applying when I was thinking about this this entire time, uh, aka since like last my freshman spring semester, um, I thought about it and I did all the administrative stuff since December, but I didn't write any of the essays until today. And you know when it was all due? It was due today. So earlier you heard my first draft of my general essay. Um, let's, let's just all agree that it wasn't very good. There was a lack of flow. The grammar was off. Uh, the pace of it was completely off. I didn't answer the question until the very end. Um, there were themes and, um, metaphors that were, and sentences that were unnecessary and, uh, they were not integrated well and they really stuck out like a sore thumb. And that is because they were not integrated well and I didn't spend time on it. But you know what? That was my, that was actually my first draft. I literally had written that a couple minutes before I started talking. So, um, if you feel like your essays are trash, don't worry. Everyone's essays are trash. Or at least mine are. And so at least you can relate to me. And uh, that's up to you what you think of me. But don't worry. Essays take a long time to work on. Because think about it. There are literally people who study this in school and in college. And like in their postgraduate life, they spend 
their lives working on writing. You know, so don't expect your first essay to be your best or to even be close to the best. But you know what? If you're proud of your first draft, that is wonderful. You know, then you know what? Then you have talent. You know, just go on and maybe write a novel or something. I'll read it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm not proud of the fact that I started my applications today. Um, I think they would have been higher quality if I had started them, started them a week ago or even a month ago or two months ago when I had the opportunity to. Well, you see, the thing is, I was thinking about it this whole time and I did write down some ideas and I did write down some drafts. But the thing is, when you're writing, when you're writing an essay about why you're interested in attending blah, 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 or please tell us from your current and past experience what attracts you specifically to this area, blah, blah, blah. You know, those kinds of questions. Um, the problem is you can very easily fall into this hole, um, which I call superficial answers. So, for instance, when applying to engineering as uh, for first years, um, I remembered it was very difficult for me to write for a multitude of reasons. Uh, one, because I had just revealed to my family something that had happened to me prior that really affected uh, my life. And two, because when you are in high school, you really don't know anything about yourself, or at least I didn't, you know, like you, especially in a big competitive high school, you really don't get the opportunity to explore yourself and your genuine interest. Uh, you tend to just follow the crowd and take whatever challenges everyone else takes. And that's detrimental to someone's personal growth. Um, so when you are asked, why are you, why do you want to study, uh, like for me, engineering, uh, the problem is you can very easily end up writing something superficial that sounds like, oh, I'm interested in engineering because I like problem solving. Well, duh, everyone likes problem solving, you know, but it's so difficult to write a substantial answer when you haven't had some, any experience in the field, then you're just writing like what you see. And when you are describing things you see, it, it turns into the tell and not the show. Um, I know it's cliche to talk about show and tell, but I think there's some, there's some merit to that phrase. Um, it's one thing to say I'm interested in engineering and it's another thing to demonstrate it and to show it through my accomplishments, through my actions, through my experience. So now that I have experience, it was actually much easier to write these and answer these prompts. Um, but by no means would I consider my answers really good. You know, I literally wrote them once, looked over them, checked the grammar and said, okay, next one, because I had five other applications to do and uh, six hours. So... Oh, and I had to arrange documents, reach out to my high school guidance counselor who hated me, or at least I hated her. I don't even think she'll ever listen to this, but if you ever hear this, Miss Fisher, I was scared of you. Um, I would cry before and after counselor meetings, um, and I was heartbroken when I was told I can't apply to certain schools because she thought that... Um, my grades and my scores weren't high enough. And yes, they were not high enough, but I really think it wouldn't have hurt to try. And I understand that it's something about the school image, but at some point, when a student has expressed genuine interest in a school and they have expressed that they want to study this thing that's only offered at this school, they deserve a chance. Everyone deserves a chance, in fact. 
um, even the student who failed all his classes. There must be a reason, and there must be a reason that they're coming to you and telling you that they want to apply to the school. You know, um, that's my hot take. But you know what? She's got like 50 years of experience. She knows better than me. So uh, she did say when I was writing my applications that the only schools she could see accepting me were Cooper Union and University of Michigan. But she also said that UMich might not take me. Um, and that was heartbreaking because everyone at Bronx Science gets into UMich. And I was like, wow, I've worked this hard. I've spread myself so thin. And yet the school that everyone gets into might not take me. And I don't know why I take people's words and opinions with such weight because at the end of the day, it's not her who decides whether or not I get into a school. It's a it's some guy who randomly decides that that day they felt well and that they thought I could do well at their school, you know. So uh, I'm sorry for snapping. That's just like me sucking my saliva. <laughs> You'll probably hear it in real life too when I talk. I'm also laying down <laughs> and that's not helping, but I just... I'm tired. I'm so exhausted. I want to sleep, but I haven't been able to sleep. And it's just not a good cycle. It's the cycle where I'm about to go to sleep and then I go, Ginger, do you remember? You didn't do this assignment yet. And then I'll go, fuck. All right, I'll get out of bed and just start it. And then I'll start the video and then I'll go on Messenger and like message people about that assignment. It's like, oh, what? how did you approach this question? You know, um... And then I spent, sorry again for snapping, I will try not to do that. Um, yeah, and so I just spend so much time feeling guilty that I don't, I feel so guilty that I don't even want to sleep because of how guilty I feel. It's like I feel like I can always be doing something and that I would be wasting my time if I'm not. But I know, like, I, I understand that taking a break is a very important part of being productive and successful and efficient, but... For some reason, I have just a very difficult time giving myself like lenience or just like letting myself take it easy. Like I'm just uh, so scared that I just will like take it too easy because I know I can do that. But that might also be because I overwork myself. And so when I do take a break, I overwork the break. <laughs> so maybe if I find some balance, it will work out. I shall try that. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I'm not proud of these prompt. Well, okay, so the thing is I answered them genuinely. I answered them the way I would if I'm talking to myself honestly. Um, I would read some of these, but I'm scared I'll be embarrassed of them. Um, yeah, so I everything was so last minute, but I'm happy that at least I got everything in so I won't regret not submitting something. Um yeah, that's my regret. That's my regret from high school is uh, writing down a ton of schools and then only submitting for like five or like I think I the maximum number I think I applied was like 10 or 11. And I think I could have applied to more. Um, for anyone who's curious, I really have no, uh, I don't care about sharing this information. But <clears throat> uh, in terms of my stats... Uh, okay. I will be honest. I am not a very good test taker. I'm also not an outstanding student in terms of scores. Uh, and this is very apparent in my high school reports. Um, 
at Bronx Science, the average is a 93 or so, or at least that's what it felt like. Obviously, I don't have the stats in front of me, but just from memory, uh, all the peers around me, you could feel the gradient of grades. Uh, if you did well in a class, you obviously would get 100 or 97. If you worked hard in a class, you'd get between a 95 and a 96, maybe a 94 and 96. Um, and if you were just okay, you participated, you did all your homework, uh, you <clears throat> passed your tests with like 80s and 90s, you'd get what I got between a 91 and a 93. Uh, you were really nothing special in terms of people who are looking at your application in comparison with the 2,000, nope, 1,000, maybe 1,500 other students in your class. Um, because there are so many students who are just across the board, hundreds, everything. Uh, they do like Model UN, they do a sport, they do a club, they do a competition. But you know what? Those people are special and it's okay to not be special because you are special in your own way. Um, and you should really just take your time to find out what you're special at because it's not easy and um, people spend their whole lives doing it. So you might as well start as early as you can instead of following the crowd. Um, yeah, so my SAT score... Uh, actually, I don't know if there's any use in telling you guys. It's really nothing special. Um, I took it three times in eighth grade to get into the Johns Hopkins program, and I took it twice in high school, but I didn't do fantastic on either. I think my overall was like 1490, but it's uh, it's really nothing special because, yes, it is the 898th percentile. Someone just pointed out to me, but I realized that for the top schools, the, 98, the top 2% is actually a huge cohort. Um, and in order to make yourself stick out, no matter what percentile you score, uh, you really have to show schools and people that you know yourself and you know what you want to study. That is, I believe, the most important aspect of an application. And it's a very difficult one, which is why getting into college is hard, because when you're like 16, 17, you don't have any idea of what you want to do. You're just going to do what everyone tells you they expect you to do. Um, and that's okay because you can always transfer. So I've seen people transfer out of Cooper um, and do and change their majors and do something that they're genuinely interested in. And you can see how they just look so much happier. I've also seen people transfer into Cooper. Um, my take on that is that they made a, a decision. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. They made a simple, nope, a complicated decision. But you know what? They probably did their research and discovered that Cooper is the school for them. You know, um, yeah, no, it's a great school. It gives you the flexibility to explore your interests because of how how the three schools are connected. You know, well, I mean, they're not super connected, but you have the option to take other classes and expand your horizons and skills, um, which is not as easily available to students for other schools. Um, because Cooper is such a small and tight community, everyone knows everyone. And so you have a lot more opportunities in terms of like working on interdisciplinary projects. Um, and you could also say that the networking is really strong at Cooper because you really get to know other people. But that comes to its own faults uh, because you really also get to know how lazy some people are. Um, but you know what? That's okay. People change and 
just knowing someone really well makes a huge difference in the future. Um, yeah, so Cooper is a good school. I have nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. I just think that there might be a better school for me. But again, I really hate talking about this because I'm going to be embarrassed if I don't get in anywhere. But I understand that that's okay. And it could have just been the luck of the draw um, in terms of admissions officer who's reviewing my documents. Um, it could also be, it could be really anything, you know. Um, it could be that they don't think I fit the school and that's fine. You know, if they don't think I fit the school, then I probably would not have fit in with the school. And I would have had a terrible time if I'd gotten into a school that I thought was good, but did not fit me and the people didn't get along with me or rather I didn't get along with the people and I didn't enjoy the classes and the classes weren't actually catered to my interests. You know, sometimes, sometimes the rejection is good. You know, um, I also understand that being slightly embarrassed, um, for spending time and effort and being rejected um, is part of life. Um, it's a tough part and it's not easy to accept, but it just is what it is. Uh, I remember my senior year, there's, okay, this is going to sound incredibly sad and it is sad. Um, I really wanted to go to Berkeley. I wanted to go to Berkeley for biomedical engineering and in hindsight, I'm really happy I didn't get in because I got into Cooper and I really love the community at Cooper and I love the classes I took at Cooper, uh, emphasis on some of the classes and less emphasis on others. Um, but I think without the flexibility that was available at Cooper, I wouldn't have been able to figure out exactly what I wanted. Um, and UC Berkeley is a wonderful school. It is very difficult to get into and um, I was really hurt. When I didn't get in, I applied to Berkeley, I applied to LA, I applied to San Diego, and uh, then I like didn't apply to the other UCs because I was like, mm, I'm okay. Um, nothing wrong with them. I just I was all right. Like those were the three schools I saw or talked to someone who applied and graduated, and uh, those were the three schools that I was interested in. Uh, strangely enough, I applied to UC San Diego for CS, and I got in. But I had never taken a single CS class at Bronx Science. So I have no idea how I got in. Actually, I think it was either bioengineering or CS or both. But I just remember being shocked. Uh, CS was somewhere in the mix. So strange. <laughs> Imagine if I was a CS major. I could not. <laughs> like coding is the last thing I'm good at. Like if I were to list the things I'm good at, coding is genuinely like towards the bottom half. Um like I really struggled in CS 102. Uh, I spent a lot of time on every single homework. It might have spent like people might have spent like 40 minutes. I would have spent three hours and uh, I would have barely understood what I wrote at the end. And my final project was a disaster. Um, I didn't make an enemy, but I realized that my partner was not actually helpful to me and it was not his fault. He obviously was in a very tough spot in life. Um, Though my problem with that is actually the fact, not with him, I have nothing against him. Alex Suhu is a wonderful person. Uh, I can see that he works hard and that he's um, always, he's a consistent student. You know, you can depend on him. Um, my qualm is with the other two people that were involved. I was originally a partner with someone else, but then they were like, oh, I'm best friends with this person. I'm actually just going to switch. And then... Uh, 
that like without consulting me that like first of all really hurt my feelings and second of all was not (laughs) that's not professional you can't just switch your partner not tell your partner and then have your partner switch their partner and then have them just leave the partner like up in the air and then you have a final project due in two and a half weeks like that was incredibly stressful for me luckily I believe Mark uh helped me And I'm not very close to Mark, but I'm very thankful for Mark. He helped me a lot. I also reached out to Evan um, from the computer center. Um, I also had Yingzi from the computer center help me. I had a lot of people help me. Uh, My partner was not able to help me because of the situation he was in. But I ended up doing a lot of it from just asking people, like asking around for help. And, uh, I used to think that made me a weaker student. And yes, it means I'm not as good at coding, but it also meant that I was able to build connections and ask people for help. And that took a lot of um, courage. I really have a problem asking for help sometimes because not only am I a girl, I feel like I would be looked down upon for asking for help sometimes. Um, Also, there's also this like misconception I feel that some people will say that when you're asking for help, you're cheating. Um, I think it's okay to ask for help because if you're stuck, it's not productive to just sit there. Uh, The best thing you can do is ask for help, whether it's from a peer or from the professor themselves. Um, I did ask the professor for help, um, but he did tell me that his favorite quote is such is life. And he said that, part of college is figuring it out. So I was left to my own devices and I had to ask my peers for help. And um, yes, they were not in my grade. And yes, they were electrical engineers, but I needed help and they helped me and they taught me some stuff and I learned some stuff on the way. So I have, I now look back on that experience and think I have no problem with it. Um, yeah, so what was I talking about? (laughs) That's the thing about me talking is I will go on and on and on. And, uh, I don't really know where I'm going or I did. And then I lost track of it. Um, let me see. Someone just texted. Oh, okay. They just sent me a video. Oh, this is very cute. Well, that's okay. (laughs) Um, someone just sent me a dog video. (laughs) I love dogs. If you guys don't know, absolutely love dogs. I have my own dog now and I'm so happy that I have her because I feel less sad and I feel like I have someone to talk to. But I love any dog. I I don't think any dog is superior, though I do think my dog is very good at tricks. I wouldn't call her a superior dog. Um, I think service dogs are superior. They're always working and, um, you know, you have to give love to a dog who's always working. Um, yeah, no, this this was very tough for me to write these applications. Every time I write college applications, I cry from the two experiences I have had so far. And I think it's because, like, it's something, it really makes, okay, also because I was writing it in six hours. Um, it really makes you, like, okay, I was shaking out of, I don't know if it was stress, like, anxiousness, fear that I wouldn't get it in in time, like anxiousness that I wouldn't even be accepted and I'm wasting my time and I should be studying for my three other exams and two other interviews or 
stress, just general stress. But I was literally shaking the entire time I was writing this. There's like a shaking when you get when you're cold, but there's a shaking you get when you're nervous. And if you've never experienced this, I would say consider yourself lucky. Um, It happens to me when I'm talking about something that's really difficult for me to talk about. Like my body just shakes unconditionally. Like I will want to stop it and I'll lay down and I will still be internally shaking. Um, If I hold my hand up, it will be shaking. And if I put it on a table, it will be shaking still. Um, So yeah, this was a very uncomfortable experience for me. But if I don't get in, please don't laugh at me and please don't judge me for it because it will really make me more uncomfortable. Um, Also, I don't think you should ever tell me or anyone who's applying to anything that they'll definitely get in because you know what that does? That raises their, not standards, but that raises their expectations. And if they don't get in, it comes crashing down really hard because you, you go through this process thinking, well, I should have gone in. What was wrong? Like, is there something wrong with me? Did I write something wrong? And then you over fixate on things that you can't change. So the best advice for someone who just, for talking to someone who just completed like a something very stressful is to congratulate them on finishing it say that you're very proud of them for getting through it because it must have been very difficult and to say that you wish them the best of luck you know Uh, at the end of the day it really comes down to luck um, unfair advantages and hard work and only one of the three you can control so just give them a nice pat on the back maybe get them some tacos um, get them some ice cream, go on a walk with them, you know, they will need to cool down. Um, I could also just be talking about what I want right now. You know what? This might be different for everyone. So basically, basically what I'm saying is someone please buy me tacos. Someone please buy me ice cream and someone please take a walk with me. I am so uncomfortable. (laughs) Like, oops, sorry. I just like stomped on my dog's cage that she doesn't use anymore. Not cage is a crate. And I also never really liked putting her in there. So don't shame me for having one. Um, yeah, for this application, um, I, sorry, I had to figure out who was going to be writing my, um, my letters of recommendation. And, um, I chose Professor Savitsky because I believe that he knew me best as a general engineering student. Um, I came up to him and proposed my energy engineering degree. And he was like, yep, this sounds great. So he knows what I wanted. And he also knows me as a student. So not only was he my dean, uh, he also taught me. uh, I took his his chemistry, his gen chem class, uh, which is known for being very difficult, but I actually saw it as being very in-depth and it was up to you to take on the challenge of figuring out every small detail he taught because he was really just trying to be uh, in-depth with the material. He wanted to teach you every single thing he knew about chemistry on the general uh, level class level and it was really up to you how hard you wanted to take it. I also think I had a slight unfair advantage in that class, uh, which is that because I had done medical research, worked in a lab, written like academic papers. I've also like done summaries on numerous, at least a hundred academic papers uh, and scientific papers that I knew what he was asking for in terms of the assignment. I know some friends and classmates who had a difficult time passing that class 
or even didn't pass that class probably because they didn't know what was expected. Um, so again, everything is work, luck and unfair advantages. And in that case, um, I guess I didn't put enough, enough work. Um, but I did have, or I didn't know it wasn't luck. Luck was not really a factor in this, but unfair advantages was, and I did have that. So I did pass the class. Uh, I will admit I did not get an A, but I think I got the grade I deserved. And I think in the whole process, I learned about Cooper because I did take it over the summer, like right as high school ended, like I had five days to myself and then I went straight to college. Um, I learned about Cooper. I learned about what's expected. I also learned about Professor Savitsky and I always went to his office hours and I was always studying. I stayed at Bovis until like midnight in the summer. Um... And I think he learned about me as a student at Cooper and as a student in terms of like chemistry. Um, I did want to be a chemical engineer at some point in my career, but I also say that about every single study because I can be interested in anything as long as I put my mind to it. Um, so yeah, that's my problem. That's my ish. I can be interested in anything. Um, and I really have to spend more time focusing on what I'm interested in to really figure out exactly what I'm interested in. And uh, that's that's going to take a lifetime, but that's okay. The earlier you start, the better. <clears throat> yeah, so I asked Professor Savitsky, and then I asked Professor Lima. And I've heard that Professor Lima writes really bad letters of recommendation, but I believe that he is the professor I talk to the most, or at least knows me the best outside of the classroom because he's just that kind of guy. Um, he'll talk to you about your day and then he'll make you make a presentation about it. <laughs> um, he also likes to send me strange messages, like not creepy, mm, sometimes creepy. Sometimes he'll like address me individually in a Zoom call. And the most recent message he sent to me was um, strange <laughs> to say the least. Um, Let's see. It says, okay, I used to send him my like daily sketches of ideas I had and then he would respond to them and like build on my ideas. But uh, most recently he said, great, you are the best student. I love that you are a Cooper. And I hope that he, okay, well, I know he didn't put any heart into these messages, but I hope that he translates this uh, vibe to, I hate the word vibe in this context um especially when you're talking about something academic vibes just what's the word i'm looking for um there's definitely an it's not ambiance it's no i don't even know <laughs> but i just hope that he sends a nice vibe in my um letters of recommendation i know i should have asked professor wolf because he also does very similar messages the, these two people best friends definitely you know the holding hands but holding toes i'm a hundred percent sure they've done it <laughs> they are so close um but i'm more terrified of mm, i'm equally terrified they could both roast me and i would cry on the spot um which is not a good thing. Um, I value I value both their opinions. Um, obviously, I am more intimidated by Professor Wolf because he is really serious when he's teaching, and that is because he genuinely cares about the material. Um, 
emphasis on that he cares about the material um, because he really does care and he cares to get the message across in a very clear and uh, in a very clear manner. You know, I think his class is great. Uh, if you already knew a little bit of physics, it would have been very difficult had I not known any physics, but uh, it made a lot of sense to me. I know that's a controversial statement because everyone says he was confusing, um, but it was a good class and it was so good to the point that I wanted to do his invention factory program, but because of COVID, I was not allowed, I was not able to, um, but I don't know how well he knows me beyond my grades because I was so scared of him that I barely participated in class. I would always talk under my breath. And now that I think about it, that part where I was asking you guys if I talked to myself, I think I was talking to myself in his class because sometimes I would say the answer and then he'd go, did I just hear that? And then he'd go, all right, if no one said it, I think I heard it. And then it would have been something I said. And then I'd be like, I'd basically just facepalm because I'm like, wow, I could have said that louder, but saying it like under my breath just makes me one sound stupid because I just sound like I don't know how to talk and two sound like I'm not confident in my answers, which was true, but I should have just said it out loud. I think he likes students that are very bold and confident in their answers. Um, but I should have asked him for a rec because I've heard that he writes phenomenal recs and I might've just ended up asking the wrong person, but I hope that my if I do get a bad rec, I hope that it doesn't show that I'm a bad student. I hope that the school will understand that there is more to me than that one person's opinion. Um, I also didn't ask Professor Baglione for a rec because although she understands me uh, in terms of my Solar Decathlon Project contributions, I'm also scared that she will think that because I want to transfer that I don't care about Cooper which is false. I do care about Cooper and I care about my performance at Cooper. And I would like to succeed at Cooper, especially if I don't get into another school. Um, also, if I do get into another school, I would have to sit and debate and think about whether or not I do want to follow through with the transfer. Um, a transfer is not something I immediately want to do. It's not something that if I were given the opportunity, I would take it with not without thinking. It's something I would have to think about. Uh, but I'm scared that Professor Baglione would see me as less than as a student. Or at least, I know she's a very anxious person, and I feel like she'd always be thinking about it. And I also don't know if she... I know she knows me as a student. Um, she probably thinks I'm a good leader, which mm, I will have to disagree with. Um, and she also sees me as a very transparent student and a very honest one. Um, I'm always honest about what I actually can complete. Um... So perhaps she could have written me a good rec, but I hope that Professor Savitsky's rec will carry me through. Um, yeah, see, this is the thing about regrets. You don't want to have them. So before you say you don't want to have a regret regarding a project, really write out exactly all the things you'll do such that you won't regret your, your, your project at the end, because right now I'm having regrets about the amount of time I spent as well as the people I've asked to write me recs. But you know what, as my favorite and least favorite professor, uh, actually I don't have favorites because I like a lot of them. Okay. As my CS102B professor, um, oh my God, I forgot his name. Christopher Hong. I got it. He works at Bloomberg. I remember that. And he would always bring us snacks. And he would always, at the beginning when I was really good uh, at participating as well as 
with understanding the material. He used to send kids my way in order to help them with homework. Imagine that. Ginger Lau helping you with your CS homework. Wild. That is a crazy thought. <laughs> um, I actually take... I actually learned a lot from his class. Um, but as my favorite and least favorite professor once told me, such is life. So I'll leave you guys with that. Sometimes things are out of your control and you just have to let them go. Like I'm just going to let go of my feelings towards this application because it's done. It's submitted. I can't change it. If there's a spelling error, that's it is what it is. And you know what? If a school will judge me for that, completely fine. Because you know what? I'm happy where I am. I might be happier with... Uh, the opportunities, but you know, you can never know until you find out. So such is life.